Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Appreciate you joining me today. My topic today is not anything super new, super creative. It's certainly a topic that gets out there from time to time. That is 53-man roster locks for this upcoming season. But I think it's a little bit different and weird and odd maybe to do it this early in the season. At least I've never done it this early before. Usually it's something a little bit, you know, closer towards the 53-man roster breakdown and and maybe towards training camp. Obviously myself and others have done a way too early 53-man roster prediction. But what I wanted to look at today is how many Packers on this extremely young team are actually locks to make the roster. And maybe a better way to look at it is how many roster spots are actually up for grabs. And I honestly wanted to know. I was very curious as I went into today's episode, just wondering, I wonder how many of these jobs are actually locked up. And I actually came away very interested and it made me even that much more excited for the rest of OTAs, mini camps, training camp, etc. because I do think there are a ton of battles that are up for grabs. So before I jump into this, let me just say this is barring any crazy trades. So like if Bakhtiari or they find a trade for Darnell Savage or something like that, if that happens, obviously I'm not going to have the, you know, the the vision ahead of time to think that that's going to happen. So yes, if there's some crazy trade that happens, that could certainly change this. The same thing is for injuries, right? If somebody tears their ACL, knock on wood, knock on every superstitious thing that you need to knock on, that that's not going to happen. But if something happens in training camp or something like that, where it knocks a player out, again, I'm not going to have the foresight for that either. So Barring injuries, barring trades, these are the players that I think are 53-man roster locks. We will go position by position, and then we'll count them all up at the end and decide how many of these roster spots are actually up for grabs. And let's start at the quarterback position. Clearly, Jordan Love, game, set, match. He's going to be quarterback one. The next spot is interesting. Now, I'm not saying who's going to win number two. I'm saying who is a lock to make the roster. Now, 
I think anyone in their right mind probably puts Sean Clifford as just about as near of a lock as you could possibly put. The Packers drafted him rather aggressively in the fifth round, much earlier than I think a lot of people expected him to go. I would be shocked with Brian Gutekunst you know, sort of history of not releasing his draft picks. If he sort of overdrafted Sean Clifford in the fifth round and then released him at the end of training camp and subjected him to waivers, that would be extremely surprising. That being said, Sean Clifford was a player that many expected to go undrafted, not even selected in the draft whatsoever. And he has a lot to prove, not only to be uh, number two quarterback, but to even make a 53-man roster. And I do think there's a world out there, even though it's insanely slim, I do think there's a world out there somewhere in the multiverse where Sean Clifford just massively struggles through the entirety of camp and they have a, a bunch of players on their roster where they want to keep and they think that they could potentially get him back on the practice squad, even if they did release him. Don't expect it. I think the the right way to think about this would probably be even if he didn't win the backup job, I think they would keep him on the roster on the 53 as the number three quarterback and give him this season to sort of see if he could improve going into next year. But I just can't quite get there as a 100% lead pipe lock, probably 99% if we're being honest. And again, I think anyone in their right mind is probably saying that, of course, he's going to make the roster based on being the draft pick, based on not having any other real quarterback competition on the roster. But I do think there's a world where if he's just terrible, we could potentially see that. And we don't know anything about Sean Clifford at this point, other than a couple rookie mini camps, a couple OTAs where we saw him sparingly, and that he's a fifth round pick. That's all we know at this point. So Jordan Love is a lock. That is the only player I'm going with. But Sean Clifford is extremely, extremely likely to make this roster. Running back, I'm only going Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon here. Those are the only two to me that are clear and obvious choices. Now, Lou Nichols, we could make the same argument. Is Brian Gutekunst going to cut one of his draft choices? But we're talking about one of four seventh round picks. There's certainly a world that exists where Lou Nichols just struggles and he doesn't ultimately end up with a spot, especially when you have a group of Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson specifically. We've seen Patrick Taylor on the 53-man roster, and he's kind of just the safe guy. can do a little bit on special teams. He can be a pass protector. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's an okay runner. Like He just kind of does everything. Meanwhile, Tyler Goodson has a little bit more of that high-end speed. He can catch the ball of the backfield, maybe be a kick returner in a pinch. He has all of that going for him as well. And then Emmanuel Wilson, a interesting player as well, who had a couple nice plays in OTA. So I think that one is more entirely up for grabs than that number three running back spot. There's also a world in which they only keep the two running backs and then they just call players up from the practice squad early in the season as well. So we've seen them do that in the past also. So I'm going to say only Jones and Dylan roster locks at this point. Wide receiver, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, clearly 100% locked in. I'm going to also say Samori Toure and Dontavian Wicks are locked in as well. I don't think we have been on the Samori Toure, you know, we're going to bring him up unprompted tour for the last six months just for him not to make the 53-man roster. And not only that, I think he's actually due for a steady increase in playing time over what we saw a season ago when he made the 53-man roster last year. And everyone's been waxing poetic about just how good he has looked. I would be beyond shocked if he doesn't make the 53. So adding him on there as well. And then Dontavian Wicks, 
fifth round pick. Same thing that we talked about earlier that Brian does not like releasing his draft picks. And I would argue even in the little bit that I saw in rookie mini camps, and we haven't seen him in the second OTA, we saw him in the first OTA, even in the little bit that I've seen of him so far, there is enough potential there where there's just no way that Green Bay is going to release him and subject him to waivers. So Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Toure, and Wicks to me all roster locks. Grant Dubose, seventh round pick, probably going to have to earn a spot. We have not seen him yet. He's been injured through rookie mini camps and OTA so far. So he has a, a little bit more work to do. Seventh round pick, you, you know, you're a little bit more uh, willing to potentially release a seventh rounder. There's a good chance that Dubose makes the roster, but he certainly has to get healthy first and start proving himself in that capacity. So Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Toure, and Wicks at wide receiver, the five that I am locking in. Tight end, Musgrave, Kraft, and Deguara. To me, could there be a weird, bizarro world in which Josiah DeGuara doesn't make it? Maybe. Clearly, Kraft and Musgrave are going to make it. That goes without saying. Could Tyler Davis and one of the other tight ends, maybe an Austin Allen, you know, maybe one of the undrafted guys, could could those couple guys just have a incredible camp and Green Bay just realize, hey, Josiah's on the last year of his deal. Maybe we can pick up a conditional seventh rounder for him in a trade late, you know, late in training camp or something like that. There's maybe a world in which that exists, but I don't think it's super likely. We know Jordan Love has a little bit of that connection with DeGuara. I think he's probably in line for a little bit more playing time. I'm going to say Musgrave, Kraft, and DeGuara, all locks to make the roster. I think Tyler Davis is semi-likely, but can't certainly get there to lock him in in any capacity. So Musgrave, Kraft, and DeGuara, as of right now, the three locks to make the roster at tight end. Offensive lineman is super interesting, and I mean super interesting. I'm only going with six players, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, and Yash Nyman. Those are the only six that I'm locking in. And this is in large part to the fact that there are another six players that I all think are capable of making the 53-man roster. Rashid Walker, Sean Ryan, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, Caleb Jones, and Luke Tenuta. And there's always the opportunity that one of the undrafted players or like a Gene DeLance or someone like that impresses enough where they get their name in the conversation. And there's none of these players, Walker, Ryan, Hanson, Newman, Jones, and Tenuta, where I could look you in the eye and just say they are untouchable. If any of these guys, if any of those six would go out and have a poor training camp and just not be up to snuff and not come to compete every day, I think any of them could ultimately get released. You could argue that Sean Ryan of those six, even though he's the third round pick, was the worst of those six a season ago. So do I think that Brian wants to release a third round pick? No, but we've seen him be pretty aggressive after that first season, releasing Amari Rogers, releasing Jamon Moore. There've been other players as well that, you know, uh, Kamal Martin, even though he played his rookie year a decent amount, released him right away. Like they've been aggressive if, you know, if you don't show promise after that first year, like it, it seems like they're willing to give you that first year. Like if you're drafted, you get the first year after that, all bets are off. So I can't lock in Sean Ryan. Do I think he's likely? Yes, but I certainly can't lock him in at this point. Jake Hansen and Royce Newman may be the most likely to get released from that group, but both of them could just go out and have good camps. I think Royce Newman uh, is already in the competition. He's been rotating in uh, when some, like when Jenkins hasn't been in team drills, he's been in there at, at the starting left guard position. So he's been rotating in. So I don't think it's necessarily likely that he gets released. Hansen is probably the, the most likely to get released to that group. 
Caleb Jones, yeah, yes, he was just working with the starters last week, but like we've seen this before. Like Cole Van Lannan has worked with the starters at this point. He ends up traded. Uh, ben Braden, a couple of years ago, worked with the starters at this point. He ends up getting released by the end of training camp. So yeah, I think they like Caleb Jones, but I can't a million percent say like if he has a poor training camp that they would just automatically keep him. Same thing for Luke Tenuta. Same thing with Rashid Walker, who was just a seventh round pick a season ago. I think Walker and Caleb Jones... And I think those two are probably likely to stay on the roster, probably the most likely. I think Sean Ryan, just because he was a third round pick, has a really good chance. Also remember Luke Tenuta at the end of last year was ahead of both Rashid Walker and Caleb Jones. I think they like him as well. And I think that's just the, the sort of hard part to predict here is you've got six of those guys, maybe for only four, three or four roster spots. Like they're going to keep those top six, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, and Nyman. There, again, there's maybe only three or four spots left for those six players. And then it starts getting really tight as to which ones make it. And if anyone ha- goes out and just has a really poor training camp, I don't think anyone in that group is 100% safe. So I will say there's only six locked in in Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, and Yash Nyman. Defensive line, I am locking in all five. I just can't imagine a scenario. Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, and Carl Brooks. I've already seen enough out of Carl Brooks to know that they should keep him on the 53. Colby Wooden's clearly keep, you know, he's going to be kept uh, just based on his fourth round pick status, you know, no matter what, basically. And, you know, who's next? Jonathan Ford. I think Jonathan Ford could potentially make it as a sixth defensive lineman. I don't think that they are going to release a Carl Brooks just to keep a Jonathan Ford. If Jonathan Ford, like I said, has an amazing training camp, then you probably just keep six and Carl Brooks stays on the roster as well. If if Brooks went out and just completely and utterly sucked throughout the entirety of the offseason, maybe, maybe. He's already had a, a sack in the OTAs that we've been, uh, you know, available for. I just don't see it happening. So Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, and Carl Brooks. I'm locking all five of them in along the defensive line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. 
Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Edge is also kind of interesting. Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley, Nigbari, those three are locks. I can't put Rashawn Gary on the lock list because I think there's a chance that he starts on the pup. Uh, I just think there's a decent chance he misses the first four games of the season. Is there a good chance that he starts on the active roster? Yes, but I can't, like, just, I don't know where he's at from an injury standpoint. So there's at least the opportunity that he starts the season on the pup list. So I can't lock him in on the 53. He's obviously a roster lock in some capacity. He's not going anywhere, but I do think there's a really good chance that, or at least a chance that he potentially starts on the pup list. So I can't technically lock him in here. And then you have Justin Hollins, Jonathan Garvin, Ladarius Hamilton, and Brenton Cox, the undrafted free agent. I think all four of those guys could get their names at least in the conversation. But here's the other thing. If if Rashawn Gary is back in time to play and he's ready for week one, then you've got Gary, Preston, Van Essen, and Igbari as four. You probably keep one more. I would probably lean towards Justin Hollins. But if a Brenton Cox has an amazing camp, could he make it? Sure. Ladarius Hamilton's actually seemed better this year already than he looked at any point in his previous career. Uh, had a really nice OTA, the first one that was open to the media. Jonathan Garvin, I don't know because he doesn't show up to OTAs. I think this is uh, probably his last stand, but I keep saying that and he keeps making the roster despite not showing up for the non-mandatory stuff. So I, I don't know. Uh, to me, the three here that are locks, Preston, Van Ness, and Igbari. And again, the only reason I can't lock in Gary is because he could potentially start on the pup list. So Holland's probably a very likely one, but just can't say 100% for sure. Inside linebacker, only Quay and Devondre are the only two that I can lock in for certain. Do I think it's extremely likely that Isaiah McDuffie makes it? Yes, but once again, if you told me Isaiah McDuffie like completely had a poor training camp, like I can't say for certain. And if you would have asked me at like this point when um, when Kamal Martin was cut, like I Kamal Martin, I would have had much more as a lock when he was going into this point of the offseason than Isaiah McDuffie. So I can't say for certain. Isaiah McDuffie has a really big special teams role. I really liked him subbing in as a linebacker for a season ago. So I would say extremely likely, but can't 100% say. Tariq Carpenter is another one in the same situation where I think it's very likely that he makes the roster. This is also a guy who was a seventh round pick, made the transition now from safety to linebacker. What if he just doesn't take to it? What if he really, really struggles at linebacker? Green Bay already basically made the determination that he can't hang at safety. He's really made his name on special teams, but guess what? 
So have the other linebackers on the roster, Isaiah McDuffie and Eric Wilson, the guys that are, you know, that he's competing against. Both McDuffie and Wilson are going to be core guys in special teams too. So you can't just say, well, if it comes down to special teams, Carpenter's going to make it because McDuffie and Wilson could make it for that very reason as well. So I, I think, you know, Carpenter is a really great chance. But if he doesn't take the linebacker, there's no guarantees there. And then Eric Wilson, I think, has a chance to make it as well, but certainly no lock either. So I can only lock in Quay and Devondre Campbell at this point. Corner's another one. Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, all lead pipe locks. Eric Stokes could end up on the pup list, so I can't lock him in 100%. And then, like, take your pick after that. Shamar John Charles, Corey Ballantyne, Carrington Valentine, Keandre Thomas. Those are the next guys up. They could very much look to add another piece there too. That wouldn't totally shock me depending on the status of Eric Stokes. But if Stokes is is active and if he's ready for week one, then Jair, Razul, Keyshawn, and Stokes have four of those spots. And then it comes down to SJC, Corey Ballantyne, Carrington Valentine, and Keandre Thomas with maybe only one or two of them making the roster. And I think Carrington Valentine is probably your best bet based on him being a seventh round pick. But all of those guys are going to be in competition and it's probably going to be best man wins. I would give a heavy nod to Carrington Valentine, just again, based on upside and seventh round pick status, but can't lock any of those guys in. Safety, this might sound crazy. I'm only locking in Darnell Savage at this point. Now, I think Rudy Ford's extremely likely. I think Anthony Johnson Jr., just based on potential is very likely, but we're talking again about a seventh round pick. You don't necessarily lock those guys in at any given moment. Dallin Levitt may make it just based on his special teams prowess alone. And we know that Rich Passashi has a lot of pull in that capacity. And if you could have any one guy, he probably chooses Dallin Levitt. But here's the thing about Levitt. If, if you're competing against some of the other guys, Rudy Ford, core special teams player, Tavarius Moore could be a core special teams player, Ennis Gaines, a core special teams player, Anthony Johnson has that potential to be a core special teams player as well. So he's competing against guys that also have a lot of special teams, at least ability or potential upside in Anthony Johnson Jr.'s case. Savage, the only reason he's not going anywhere is because he's got a guaranteed contract and also is just probably safety one by default at this point. And if you told me they kept or released any of the Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr., Dallin Levitt, Tavares Moore, Jonathan Owens, Ennis Gaines, like, yeah, like you, any of those guys could start next to Savage. Any of those guys could be off the roster, you know, by the time training camp's done. None of that would surprise me. The most surprising would be if Anthony Johnson Jr. got cut. I think we're all expecting him to have a chance to make, you know, not only make the team, but potentially make an impact this season. So he would be extremely surprising, but I'd be very hesitant to just say 100% for certain that a seventh round pick is just automatically going to make the roster. So I'm only locking in Savage at this point. And on special teams, I'm not locking in anyone. Do I think Anders Carlson is a huge bet to make the roster? Yes, obviously. But what if Carlson just goes like two for 13 in preseason and struggles to make kicks in camp? You can't just go into week one with a guy who can't make field goals. Like if he's just not up to snuff, you just have to go in a different direction. So I think everyone is hoping and assuming that Anders Carlson is just going to win that job because guess what? There's nobody else on the roster at the kicker position right now. But if he just goes through camp and preseason and can't make kicks, you, you just can't keep them. There's just no way. So that's not a for sure. I think Pat O'Donnell is very likely, but they do have Daniel Whelan on the roster. And there's not really a reason, by the way, you have four players over the age of 28. Is there a reason at this point that your punter is one of them? And if any other punter, whether it be on the waiver wire or Daniel Whelan or somebody else that they find is at least in the same category as Pat O'Donnell, that player would be cheaper. 
They would have more team control and they would be younger and, you know, potentially a punter of the future where Pat O'Donnell's on the last year of his deal and he's 32 years old-ish, somewhere around there. I think he's 32. But at this point, if if you're going to go young, like why is one of the four 30-year-olds that you have on your, or four players over 28, I should say, I think one of the only two players that are 30 or older, I think it's only O'Donnell and Bakhtiari, um, why is one of them the punter who's on a one-year deal? So I think it's likely that he does make the team ultimately, but if they find anyone younger that's even close in competition to Pat O'Donnell, like just go with the younger guy, especially because it's cheaper too. So I can't say 100% Pat O'Donnell either. And then Matt Orzik, I know he got the more guaranteed money, but I've talked about this before. It's actually cheaper to release Orzik, take his cap hit, and just move forward with Broughton Hatcher on the minimum deal. So if Hatcher just wins it outright, he's younger, has more years of team control, and is cheaper. So I can't say 100% for sure that Matt Orzik's going to make it either. So on special teams, I'm locking in zero players at this point. So that brings us, I'll just recap the players that I think are 100% locks. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones and AJ, uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, sorry, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samore Toure, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Josiah DeGuara, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, and Yash Nyman, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, and Carl Brooks, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Nigbari, Quay Walker, and Devondre Campbell, Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, and Keyshawn Nixon, and Darnell Savage. No special teamers. That's 31 players. We also know that Stokes and Rashawn Gary, if they're not on PUP, would clearly be 100% locks as well, but they could end up on the PUP list. So that'd potentially be 33. But if they do end up on the PUP list, that is 22 jobs that are up for grabs, with some being you know, more likely than others. Like I said, Sean Clifford, Anthony Johnson Jr., maybe a Rudy Ford is on that list, maybe a, uh, an Isaiah McDuffie. There's, there's a couple more that you could make extremely, extremely strong arguments for. And if you want to lock a couple of those in, I get it. I understand it. But right now, I would only say 31 plus Gary and Stokes, depending on where they're at from an injury standpoint. So even if those guys are there, 33, you have 20 spots that are up for grabs. And there's levels to it. There's some that are more likely than others, but that is a ton of roster spots available. I am so excited to watch the remainder of these OTAs and training camps and preseason, et cetera, to see who grabs these opportunities by the horns and really makes the most of them. Because not only are there opportunities out there, but there are snaps out there on special teams, on offense, on defense. All of those snaps are available to go out and take and there are some really young and talented players that have the ability to make their presence known very early in the process. And I'm really excited to see who ultimately decides to take those opportunities and run with them because there, there are there are a lot of roster spots up for grabs. And in all likelihood, Brian keeps his younger guys, keeps all of his rookies, keeps all of his seventh round picks, and it becomes a little bit less. But even if the roster spots, maybe a few more of those are locks, this is the most competition I think that there has been for roster spots in my entire time, maybe even being like a Packer fan, but certainly in my time covering the team, which I just think is going to make this a super interesting remainder of the offseason. It'll be really interesting to see what that first 53 looks like come September. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.